Everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. 500 metres from the judge and Fab's Cowboys up giving uh, pressure to Parkburn who's still wide. Uh, New York World's there as well, partners. Uh, coming right round the outside them making a run is Coins Road on the premises and uh, further back on the inside Mashani Operator. Oh, they've all gone via the Cape and they've left Fab's Cowboy in front. He's two lengths clear of Hindon Station. Coins Road and unrestricted Fab's Cowboy's still there. Here's Coins Road. Coins Road goes up to Fab's Cowboy. Coins Road, a ladies Hyndon Station. Coins Road, Coins Road wins beat Hyndon Station. That was a really good run. In for third, it's a photo between Smooth Move and Fab's Cowboy, unrestricted. Good morning, Mercedes and uh, listeners. And, of course, uh, Tony Clements coming on with us. He's on his way out to uh, Roma this morning Hello, for the, the big meeting there on Saturday. We'll have Tony with us very shortly. We just heard Andrew Watts calling the winner of the Noel Allen Memorial Coins Road for Johnny Rudd and Matt Crop out there at Blackall on the weekend. Time-honoured race meeting, time-honoured race as part of the Blackall uh, program. And uh, this morning we've got a, a lot of coverage to get through because we had some features come through with the Bogabilla Cup at Gundawindi to Palate, the Ingham Gold Cup to Recondite, Hewenden Cup to Ancient Echoes. and Must be dropping in and out too. And the apprentice uh, Brody Moffat riding their first winner, at uh, riding his first race w ride and winner at Gympie. But it's also a show uh, that talks about newcomers to the game it talks about comebacks to the game it talks about multiple winners of trainers across the board and uh, of course the premiership race that's coming to a close we welcome tony clements with us this morning i take it you pulled up near toowoomba mate oh i thought i was going to make it to be able to get to a nice pull up but it's very difficult <laughs> to find somewhere to stop on the back of the bypass with a bit of traffic and a bit of roadworks out here this morning rob I think this is the first for you. Uh, what's he had to do it last week? I've done it numerous times as part of Bushbeat, so it's a good experience trying to get there by 10.30, isn't it, and find that right spot? Yeah. Yeah, trying to find that little sweet spot there, and I thought I had that we starting off the show, and we thought that, talking about, thought we had it, thought that Fab's Cowboy had win number... Oh, dear. I think it's going to be one of those days, one Rob. One of those mornings, Mercedes. <laughs> 50 there, uh, Tony was mentioning Fab's Cowboy. Yeah, it certainly looked like win number 50 coming up with uh, him able to shoot up along the rails and uh, young apprentice on board uh, with Fab's Cowboy and Emily Pomfort. But um, look, uh, Coins Road, interesting, interesting winner coming out of that particular race because it just shows how far and wide some of our trainers do manage to travel on the country circuit. And Matt Crops, no stranger to going to Blackall, but in fact, Coins Road last ran there on the 16th of October 2021. So it's uh, first bit visit back for Coins Road, but he'd come off a fourth in the Gainder Cup uh, two starts back, and Johnny Rudd rode him to perfection, the spirit of boom, and too strong for the newcomer Hayington Station and uh, Fab's Cowboy. But that particular meeting, 
Also demonstrated to me the importance of jockeys on the comeback trail because uh, Anna Bacos, she only ended up with two rides on the program and she came away with a double and one of them for legendary trainer Charlie Prow and Al Jaroba, the Schwarzier gelding, uh, taking the benchmark 45. So welcome back, Anna. And she backed it up with Ray Herman's up-and-coming horse, Sharpay Ruler. I say up-and-coming. He's now a six-year-old, but he's putting it all together and uh, was too strong for World Charmer and the band zero to 60. Uh, handicap. So great to see Anna Bacos uh, making the most of that visit out there to Blackhall. I mentioned how we've so many young names coming through the ranks now. Uh, Sophie Wilcock was mani uh, managed to kick off the program with a winner. It didn't change the premiership result too much for Sophie as she uh, just sits a little bit back in the apprentices uh, race for the year remembering there's only two meetings left she sits now on 26 wins behind tyler leslite on 39 who looks pretty assured of the uh, apprenticeship uh, title uh, emily pomfort uh, didn't experience a win but great to see her having her fourth day of riding out there and traveling all the way out to black hole and supporting country racing but talking about premierships uh, great to see Timmy Brummel kicking home Valiant Joan for Henry Forster because that allowed Timmy to just extend his lead in the Barker's News Agency Central West uh, Premiership uh, for the year. And uh, he's hotly pursued by guys like Matty Gray who continually go out to the Central West. And he kicked home the promising the squire for Cameron Dixon that won at Alpha uh, at its last run. Two wins and a third and only three runs for the stable. A bit of an up-and-coming uh, up horse, according to Andrew Watts, with his calls there on the weekend. The squire, one to follow. And that's Cameron Dixon's third win as a, as a trainer, Tony. And hopefully we have you back. Tony, and hopefully we have you back. It was a busy weekend, Rob. We had cups of plenty all over the place, including the first leg of the Border Triple Crown Series, the Bogabilla Cup at Gundawindi. They approach the turn. Barclays Bank is cutting loose on the outside and has gone to the lead. Pallets after it. Hostage of War back into third placing. No sign of Torbrick or the stable mates at the moment. Barclays Bank coming around the corner is just in front. Pallets coming back at it on the inside in the centre. Pallet rolled over to the inside from Barclays Bank with 100 metres left to go. Pallet, Barclays Bank, Jackalberry Finn down the outside with a late run and they come to the wire and it will be Pallet just. Pallet from Jackalberry Finn. Cappuccino got third. Then came Bentley's Magic, followed by Barclays Bank, who weakened out of it. So Pallet taking out the Bogabilla Cup as the first leg of the Triple Crown. The second leg, Rob, is going to come up at St George. The third leg, uh, coming up later next, next month, is going to be at Torwood. And uh, it's going to be, I think, a, a bit of a homecoming for our next guest on the show this morning, heading back to St George with Pallet for the second leg of that $10,000 series. As we welcome Pat Webster to the show, congratulations uh, to you, Pat. What a wonderful weekend with a double across the border, a double at Gundawindi, and, of course, the win by Rejoice at Eagle Farm. Congratulations on a huge weekend. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Rob. Uh, thanks, Tony. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Well, let's let's start with Gundawindi. Palate, um, I know that uh, this horse uh, ended up in the uh, Country Cups Championships uh, last year uh, didn't quite go too well on that particular day now with you in the stable uh, but you've got it in good form because it was a winner at Mungindi at its um, last run and, and this new series that Tony outlined certainly an attraction uh, for Pallet going forward 
Uh, yeah, since she's joined the stable, she's um, she's raced really good for us. Um, she's that's her third win. Uh, I think maybe six runs, but um, yeah, this series was probably always on the radar for her. Probably mainly because she's owned in St George and um, she has won a St George Cup before. So we we were yeah always going to target that series. Yeah. Yeah, she's a good better than ready mare now with almost 156,000 uh, in prize money. I mean, your day really, uh, well, rejoiced is an appropriate name for your win at Eagle Farm. Uh, what's the plans with him? Uh, yeah, rejoiced. Uh, he seems to have come through the run pretty good. So um, hopefully we'll head back to Eagle Farm in a fortnight and um, just tackle a, a benchmark race back there. But um Hopefully we can, he can progress through the grades and, and um, yeah, just um, give us a silly runner every now and then. So it should be really nice. You're based now at Barham Stud near um, Toowoomba, Pat. Uh, and obviously, as Tony said, uh, St George, original hometown. Uh, just outline to our listeners uh, the benefits you've found now because uh, you sneak across to Inverell. You got the double on the weekend there with uh, Zyda Kira and uh, Social Star. It's a, it's a good location, obviously, for you to target different tracks. Yeah, it is. It's a really good location. We've had um, uh, quite a few winners over the border uh, since we've moved there. Um, it just makes it easy to go west, easy to go uh, south, and, and obviously in the provincial area. But... Um, yeah, we sort of we've been down to Grafton and um, Lismore and, and a few of those other places as well, um, Ballina, uh, Moree, and they're all within the within. You know, you don't have to overnight, so they they travel down and back pretty well. Yeah, it's uh, the best of both worlds, um, so as to uh, speak. And uh, in terms of the re results out of uh, Gundawindi on the weekend, I mean, the Toowoomba trainers, you certainly dominated there, um, both yourself going extremely well, a very impressive strike rate with the team. Corey and Kylie Gear in the same. They had the, uh, the double within a minute rally, and they also had uh, Semprente uh, taking out uh, the benchmark 55. You, of course, a double with Palate and Oakfield Target. Now, I noticed too, uh, Pat, you had Tamara Noble, who kicked home the first winner for Warren Munro in Winsong, and riding Palate, and you had uh, Corey Sutherland, both of them four kilo claimers. It, uh, Corey rode Oakfield Target. Uh, big, obviously, that apprenticeship uh, allowance, we know, helps with certain horses. Uh, but obviously you've got a fair opinion of these jockeys going forward as well. Uh, yeah, I have. Um, it's Corey's first ride for the stable and um, he'd been trying to get on on a couple for a little while and uh, now that Emily Lang's moved into the provincial area, um, we were sort of on the lookout for who could who could ride a majority of the stable's runners in the, in the country and um, we've given Corey a go and uh, he's done the job there and Tamara actually had her first ride she's only had two rides for the stable and won them both now so she's had two for two on, on Palate and um, she actually went all the way out to Mungandai the other day to ride Palate so I was, um, she'll be definitely sticking with her and I'll, I'll give her a couple more this weekend at uh, Roma yeah, the supply of apprentices are very important to this jockey shortage situation we get across country Queensland and great to see these uh, names coming through and great that you helped me pronounce Mungandai much better than what I did before too, Pat. <laughs> um, I wasn't sure when I looked at the abbreviations yeah. there. But yeah, um, nah. 
your, your numbers going forward on the weekend, uh, I know you've got a couple nominated in there for Toowoomba. In fact, you've got a half-sisters um, nominated for Toowoomba on Saturday, but uh, where are you headed this weekend to extend the, the, uh, the winning operation? Uh, yeah, we'll probably only have it. It's probably a relatively quiet weekend for us. We've got two at Roma this weekend, and then and then two in Toowoomba. So, um, yeah, if if they get a run, so they're pretty big norms in Toowoomba. So we'll see how we go there. But yeah, we've definitely got a couple to go out to Roma, and um, both of them are first up from a spell. So um, might be a bit of an ask for them, but uh, we'll see how we see how we come through. I've got to ask you if you don't mind. Happy one sometimes. Sorry, Tony. I was going to say, Pat, I know a trainer's life cannot be a happy one sometimes when you've got interfering owners. How do you go with the uh, the owners of Oakfield Target, the one there at Gundy on the weekend? Do you get a lot of training instructions passed on from one day on? Uh, no, I don't, actually. Uh, Will's, Will's pretty pretty good. He, um, yeah, he just goes along with what we sort of, what we say, and we've had a bit of success for, for him since they've joined us, and... Um, yeah, he's got a couple of very nice horses. Will Loudon, yeah, that we're speaking of there, of course, Robin. It's, yeah. it's nice to see him uh, continuing on. He's winning way after winning the uh, his hometown cup there last year, and uh, great that he's still getting that success. Yeah, yeah, no, that um, the horses he's got, uh, Will. Yeah, they'll all they'll all continue to win races. I think um, they're they're very nice, and um, he's been lucky to purchase some some good ones. Hey, Pat, just the logistics of all, that, all the movement from where your base there, how, how, how do you go about it? You know, you've got Romeo, you say, on the weekend. Uh, you, got, you had Mungandai, you have had Mungandai, you've had Inverell, all these bases you go to. It must be a fairly big logistical exercise for you. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a decent-sized exercise to get all the horses to the races, but it's, it's also a bit of an exercise to have people at home to do the horses that afternoon as well. So... Um, yeah, you can't just get home from the races at nine o'clock and throw a feed to the horses. So um, the rest have to be done at home, and and that can be can be the battle at times. You know, um, you've got to send most places. You've got to send two people. So uh, we were a bit of a bit of a stretch on the weekend, but um, we got it done, and all the guys we all guys and girls we sent um, done a terrific job for us. Um, just to get home from Inverell, like it was a it was an early leave. Saturday morning and it was the last last float home on Saturday night. So um, Kelly, my wife, and uh, Casey did a good job down there, and it was a bloody long day for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teamwork so important, and uh, that teamwork extends to those jockeys you were mentioning earlier. Um, picking out the jockeys that suit your stable and your horses. And obviously, you've got a good association still going uh, with Bubba Tilly, uh, the rejoice with the winner at Eagle Farm, and, of course, he's ridden for you in things like Country Stampedes and Battle of the Bushes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, Bubba, he's, he's my number one jockey um, around the provincial area. He, he does the majority of the riding, and he's he generally willing to go wherever we need him to go. So um, he come to Moree with us uh month or six weeks ago and um uh so he's he's normally pretty willing <laughs> sometimes he has to be a bit of a bit of a prod to get in there but um uh, he, he rides really well and probably deserves a few more chances in the city to be honest yeah when he gets those opportunities he certainly uh, makes the most of them i'm just going to say the, the final question i just ask ask you i mean the move from st george to where you are 
you're obviously pretty confident in the future of what you're seeing in not only country but provincial and city racing in Queensland. What, what to you have been the biggest improvements and uh, and going forward? What's the, the direction you'd, you'd hope to continue to see with, with country racing in particular? Oh, yeah, the, the, the prize money, um, I'd love to see a little bit of a... A little bit of a jump there at you know at some stage um it has it has come a long way to what it was um but yeah we've still got rising costs in getting getting to those meetings which all the trainers out there do we um when i first moved to toowoomba um, a lot of people said you know you don't have to go too far anymore but you've got to go where your horses can win and um and that's the same for everyone in, in, in the country. You've got to take your horses to where they can get a return for you. So rising costs in getting them there and, and, and staff and that are a, are a big worry. But, um, look, there's, we've got a lot of, a lot of options where we are. So um, we just got to hope that we could get a better horse here and there and can, can take us a bit further, you know. Yeah, well, you've certainly been able to do well too with things like Battle of the Bush Country Stampedes. Uh, have you got something targeting um, towards the Country Stampede or Country Cups this year? Uh, yeah, we've got a few. Um, I haven't had a runner in the Country Cups final yet, so um, this year's um, hopefully the year we've got a, we've probably got uh, three or four there that we'll target, trying to get a trying to get a run in the final, and and then the Stampedes we've probably got the same old suspects, um, coat of arms and. And um, patented and those sort of horses that are, yeah, the, the sort of flying horses around the bush, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's certainly a good incentive, and we all know the uh, added prize money's uh, welcome across country Queensland. It's been fantastic to have uh, you on this morning, uh, Pat, and congratulations again on the double out of Inverell, the double out of Gundawindi, and of course, keep rejoicing after that big win. I've rejoiced at Eagle Farm on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, thanks very much, Rob. Um, keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, Pat. Pat Webster joining us on Bushbeat, and that's amazing, Rob. Five winners and a second from seven runners at three different venues on Saturday. And our next guest we know is always busy doing something similar. Uh, he had four winners and four placings from 13 runners at two different venues on Saturday. And we're talking about John Manselman, who'll be with us in just a moment. One of his winners on the weekend was the Ingham Gold Cup. Ingham Gold Cupfield work past the 800 metre mark onto the side of the track they go and the leader as they start to put a little bit of pace into it Portnoy goes up now to eyeball Santa Marinella and they go together and right behind them is uh, Rick and Dyte who's loomed up ominously here tucked in between them then came Lipe and Sassy's looking for a way out they dropped off why wouldn't you and Rebel Lake is a long way last of all race on in earnest now into the straight they come Portnoy is in front on the outside coming though is Reekendite Reekendite goes up to Portnoy Reekendite in front of Portnoy Reekendite in front wants to wander around a bit but it's in front Reekendite Reekendite in front of Portnoy Reekendite's going to win it for Jay Doolan in Georgie Doolan's colours second will be Portnoy for third, Lipe and Sassel, Santa Marinella. Bluey Forsyth wrapping up beautifully there about how much it would have meant to the family for uh, Jade Doolan to ride in her dad's colours, taking out a cup that she has won in the past as a trainer when she had uh, that hat on. Now with a jockey's cap on, Rob, she uh, takes out the Ingham Gold Cup there on Rick and died for John Manselman. 
Yeah, and Viv uh, Dillon, Dillon, her mother was there on course. I think there was a fair bit of screaming, as you've seen on some of the social <laughs> media things. But John was out in Hewenden, so he missed all that action. I'm sure he's heard the replay several times. Good morning to you, John. Congratulations again to your achievements over the weekends uh, with the uh, the doubles at Hewenden and Ingham, and particularly the Ingham Gold Cup uh, success with uh, Recondite. Recondite, I'm not sure how the pronunciation goes. Uh, good morning to you. Morning, Robbie. Uh, thank you very much for that. Now, let's start with this winner of the Ian Gold Cup, and a couple of things come to mind. I think the first thing, you, you're renowned as a trainer of stayers. You know, your record speaks for itself. And this horse has been building. I, I, when I saw the field, I thought, this has got to have a good... I was surprised by the odds just quietly, but you've, you've been just building this particular galloper to go forward to these sort of distances, and it came to fruition on the weekend. Yeah, as you know, with the, with the stairs, you've got to give him a good base. So he's had that now. And um, actually, after his run at Rocky the other day, I was, I was quietly confident that he'd, he'd run a good race at England. The significance to the family not lost. Just take our listeners through uh, the importance of this win to Jade and her mum and, of course, the change of colours because normally it's running in your colours, but the George Doolan colours saluting on the weekend. Yeah, obviously it's their hometown and um, Viv's, all Viv's family were there the other day so it was very um, very nice for them to get the winner and one of those things that um, I didn't mind that them putting the family colours on because uh, all the family was there and, and they all would have got a good kick out of it and they were all quite chuffed at the end of the day. And I think I see it's Jill uh, nominated for Mackay. It's a nomination for Mackay Cup, but also a benchmark race on the weekend. Yeah, I pulled it out of the benchmark race. It'll just go around in the cup. Um, he would have got a, a fair whack of putting in that benchmark race because he got a few points for winning the other day. So he'll go around in the cup at Mackay. And... Well, just uh, in terms of its chances, obviously uh, an open company race uh, stepping up well in grade. Um, prospects going forward, obviously the distance going to suit. Yeah, the distance will suit him. He's not overly endowed with ability, but um, the horses that can run the disc distance in those races um, have a massive advantage, and he definitely can, having that European staying bud in him. So uh, hopefully he can go around and earn a decent check. Yeah, once once your horses get to these uh, this winning distance and and get the wind behind them, they often can uh, put it together. Uh, John, it was pretty close to being a day where you were going to get the uh, the three winners of of the day. You could actually say the same applied to Elwyn Bailey on the day and Lacey Morrison. Uh, they had a double on the day. They had Die of Ra uh, kicked off the program. They also had Loburn Lass. Uh, a winner in the benchmark 60. Uh, they were second in the second race where Ricky Ludwig won with Son of the Beast with Frankie Edwards. You're in a similar boat, though, because uh, really pleased to see Duchess Adele stormed home to run a second to Arrogant Heart in the uh, benchmark 45 and then race to race double for Golden 80, Isabella Tay and yourself there, and then finishing off with uh, Recondite in the last um, the whole team on the day, particularly at uh, Ingham, you must have been pleased with those results. Yeah, they're ticking along quite well now. Little um, Lauren Gurney, who's apprenticed to Fred Whelan in Cairns, she rode the grey mare really well and nearly got there. Um, and then the other two, Izzy rode hers good. She's been in really good form lately. Um, she rode that five winners the other day and then she 
she's been riding a fair bit for my camp of recent weeks, so uh, she she knows the horse is quite good, and she gave it a tremendous ride, and then um, Jade won on the last one, so it ended up not a, not too bad a day. Yeah, in fact, uh, it's it's good to see Lacey Morrison there with the experience with these young apprentices. You're you're also renowned. You, you really give these apprentices um, a good chance with their their riding approach, and uh, to have those uh, young ones on there, as you mentioned, Isabella Tay, of course, coming off that five winning sequence at uh, Stanford, and uh, Lauren Gurnia, um, I think, is probably one of the first rides she's had for you. But you certainly don't mind using the apprentices and giving them plenty of experience. No, exactly, and, and we've got to have those, otherwise we're going to run out of jockeys at some point. So, um, so they don't get any experience if they're sitting in the in the stands. So we've got to give them a go, and, and nine times out of ten they do a really good job. So um, I don't mind using them at all. They're, they're always there to help me if um, if we're unloading a mob of horses or anything. Um, I know Lawrence giving me a hand at Townsville one day when I went there with with a stack of horses and didn't didn't have any strappers with me. So um, if they do a good deed for me, I always try to repay them. Yeah, and I know I know trainers don't get up in the morning uh, and think about premierships coming along, but as we approach the end of the season, two weeks to go, that those wins on the weekend that you achieved, and we're going to look at uh, Hewenden as well in a moment where you were, that shot you up to second on the premiership table on 42. Billy Johnson sits on 47. Uh, he picked up that extra win when he was out there at um, Hewenden on the weekend. He took the cup. Uh, with Ancient Echoes, and of course that helped Tyler Leslight narrow the gap on Robbie Farr and the um, Jockeys uh, apprenti- uh, Premiership. Uh, Ancient Echoes getting the better of Dusky Damsel and Damawai. You didn't have the success in the uh, the cup out there, but again you've had that race-to-race double and look at these two horses. You've got to comment on Golden Athena and Milky Rocket. They really have done a good job for the stable. Uh, Golden Athena particularly, uh, two runs back, third in the Battle of the Bush, bit unlucky that day but you would expect she would have been too strong on the weekend to prove that way? Yeah, she, she's been really good for us. She's very honest and always tries her guts out. She had an off day at Rocky the other day. She was like quite cranky the whole day, so might have been just having a girl day and didn't want to do it. And then um, <laughs> and then the other day at Home Hill, she came out and, and really went good. She, she missed the kick a little bit and and come down the outside and won like a nice horse. So she's um, back to her normal, consistent self. And then Milky, he's always around the money. He's a flashy little bugger, but he, um, he always gets a check. He he does, and he's got a following, hasn't he, of course, that Palomino thoroughbred. And, and again, race-to-race double for another apprentice uh, that you support well in Nikki Seymour. Uh, good to see her. Uh, back in the saddle. I've got a comment. You said Golden Athena. I'll tell you one thing about her record when I looked at it. She's got a poor soft track record. It might have been the case at um, at Rocky. Zero, one placing out of 10 starts. She doesn't seem to like the soft, but she can handle the heavy. Uh, there's another theory that I'm throwing out to you, mate, that uh, might explain that run. <laughs> yeah, it could. Um, just when Tiff came back the other day, Tiffany Brooker rode her, and she said she just hung terribly and, and was just in a bad mood the whole day, so just putting it down to a female day. Uh, but um, Nikki, uh, you mentioned Nikki there. She's done a tremendous job because she rode at Mackay on Friday afternoon and had a little sleep, got in the car at 
12.30 and drove all the way to um, Huonden. So she, it was a massive effort from her. And then she drove all the way home again. So she didn't get home till like 1.30 Sunday morning. So wow. she, she she needs to be congratulated for what she did. Yeah. And, and this is what these jockeys are willing to do and to help the industry. We talk about jockey shortage in the country area. Uh, give the opportunity to, uh, to, to do this with scheduling. They will move around. You know, this weekend we've got uh, a race meeting at Longreach on Sunday where jockeys can ride Saturday and, and again on um, Sunday. It's certainly part of the solution, isn't it, John, to, uh, to helping out with the jockey shortage, the scheduling, and, and maybe a little bit of Sunday racing uh, thrown in there. Yeah, exactly. I see Longreach is doing it this week and it's going to make um, make things a lot easier. And they've got massive norms too, so they're going to need all the jockeys they can get out there. So Sunday's going to be very beneficial for them. John, yeah. you're talking about um, Nicky Seymour making up the miles. Um, and I guess, you know, yeah, the same for you, having 17 uh, runners, if you don't mind, at Mackay as part of the carnival last Friday and then backing into those 13 at Hewenden and Ingham on uh, Saturday, not many stables will have 30 runners in two days, but it was something that I picked up on what Pat Webster was saying. It's not just having the logistics of the, you know, being able to cart the horses around the countryside, you know, the people to load and unload at the other end, but one thing Pat said that I hadn't thought of, you still need people back at home to be able to feed the horses that didn't go out travelling and racing that day because you might not get home until 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night and your horses still need to be fed in the middle of the afternoon. 100%, and we still had a big team here so the girls who work for me do a wonderful job and um, they, I left halfway through the afternoon so that I could get to uh, get to Charters Towers before midnight and then I had to get up and going again to get to Huonden so I left my son and, and the girls who work for me here and, and they, they looked after the joint really good and then they had to work I a mob of horses on Saturday morning and Sunday morning before I got home again. So mm. uh, it's, a, it's a, definitely a team effort. Might be my name there, but um, there's a whole team behind me. Yeah, you you can't do it without that um, teamwork. And I'd be remiss of me out of that Huonden meeting, by the way, not to mention uh, Jason Hoopert. Uh, he took photos in race three, and I'm sure he's uh, got one of Golden Athena winning, as we know, hoops behind the lens. He got the double, race-to-race double for Sean Roy's in Betcha Baby and Valiant Knight, both winners on the uh, the day there. Uh, John, I was mentioning that premiership to you. You're five behind Billy Johnson. Have you got the numbers this with two meetings to go? Have you got the numbers this weekend? Where do you head? Uh, what sort of numbers? And is it a feasible goal to attain? I'm, you've been a the Queensland country trainer many years, um, but this year you've really closed the gap quickly. Is it possible you can get over the line with two meetings to go? Uh, probably possible, but highly unlikely. Billy's a terrific trainer, and he he has a big team as well, so. Uh, he won't he won't be laying down easily, but um, yeah, it would be nice to win, but it's not something that I'm worried about. And where do you go apart from Mackay? Is it only Mackay you're focusing on on the weekend? Uh, no, I'll send a, a team to Emerald as well. Right. And there, the logistics start uh, yet again. And for our listeners, uh, with the Mackay meeting coming up, is there any particular horses um, you'd suggest are worth uh, uh, looking at in that uh, in that meeting? Um, Cochrane's always around the money and um, there's a horse called Invincible Jetta. I really like him. He hasn't had much luck since he's been in the camp, but 
He's always there, and or thereabouts. And he's got a good jockey on this week. But Ashley Butler riding him, so um, that'll he'll do good in that race. And then in the Cup, well, I don't think we can beat Namazu. His his run was sensational last Friday. Uh, I'd say that it's it's his race to lose, but we've we've got four in it, and we'll be trying really hard. But I just don't think we can beat Namazu. No, he certainly bounced back to Foreman uh, Mackenzie. And there's another new name, isn't it? Um, I think that was her first race-winning ride um, before she went out uh, to Thangool. I think it was on the weekend for another one. But uh, that was a, a magnificent front-running ride. And again, a young apprentice on the way up. The supply of these apprentices, it's really good to see them coming through the ranks. Yeah, it's really good, and it's good to see that um, Queensland Racing have changed their policy in the last couple of years and they're letting them start their apprenticeships with a little bit more weight. Like um, a few of the girls can only get to 54, 56, 58 kilos, some of them. And it, it, Whereas in the past, if they couldn't be 50 kilos, they, they were um, a bit reluctant to let them start their apprenticeship. But nowadays they let them start a little bit heavier and I think we're seeing the benefits of that. There's a lot coming through that that are filling that void. So, um, very very good initiative from Queensland Racing to let them do that. Yeah, John, congratulations on your continued success. We hope it does continue over the the coming weeks. And uh, great to have you on the show again this week. Good on you, Tony. Thank you. John Manselman with us on Bushbeat this week. And, Rob, just looking at the calendar for the week ahead, following on from the TAB meetings at Rockhampton on Thursday, uh, Towns will have their Magnetic Mile meeting on Friday. We mentioned the Mackay Cup there on Saturday, along with Toowoomba. Non-TAB for Saturday, it's Atherton, Emerald, Julia Creek and Roma. And, as you mentioned, Longreach is racing on Sunday. And then just winding further on to the last weekend of the current country season, uh, Saturday the 29th, uh, Middlemount, Caulfield, Tambo, St George and Bundaberg... With a few cups on that weekend. Middlemount Cup, Caulfield Cup, Bundaberg Cup and the second leg of that Border Cups Triple Crown Series that we were talking to Pat Webster about with the St George Cup. So it's going to be very interesting to see how these last two weekends play out. It's also interesting when we talk both Pat and John there, as you're saying, you, you pick up different things and, and uh, I wasn't aware of what uh, John was commenting on that last part about the, uh, the weights of uh, apprentices and the female apprentices coming in. Um, so it's it's really good that you can pick up this information, but the new names continue to roll through, don't they, Tony? And when you get one ride for the day at your first race ride and you kick at home a winner, as Brodie Moffat did with one in all at Gympie on the weekend, you remember that for the rest of your lifetime. On the swing now, and it's daytime Martini's on the outside of Queen's Reign. Two and a half lengths in front now over one and all, who's closing nicely and peels to the outside. Dalek Maktikuta getting to fourth as heads are turned for home now. One and all's gone, Bush right to the outside. Staying down to the inside, it's Queen's Reign. Dalek Maktikuta, one and all, is now balanced up on the outside, and one and all goes to the lead now. And Brody Moffat, what a start to the career. Brody Moffat sends one and all away at first right in a race and goes home to win Dalek Maktakuta second and third Queen's Reign 
as uh, Brett Moody said in the call, Brody Moffat, you can't get better than that. First start, first winner. One ride for the day, as you said, Robin, getting out there and uh, saluting at his very first ride, the uh, the 22-year-old. And I guess there would have been no one prouder than his dad, Morgan Butler, who was sitting in the grandstand watching. He didn't have a ride in the race, but he was riding at the rest of the program there at Gympie. But, yes, dad would have been very, very proud there watching young Brody salute there uh, for his master on uh, Saturday. Yeah, he, he actually did have a ride in the race. He rode against him in the end um, in victory lights. But, Tony, the important thing for young Brody, I think, you know, he's kicked that winner home, but he's got Damien Batters um, as his master. And what a good decision if you're going to be at a country tab meeting uh, and all eyes can be on you. He's only had that one ride. He's had plenty of uh, experience assistance with uh, Nikki Be- uh, Nikita Berriman. I think the team has really... Uh, done a good job there in making sure that it didn't become too big a day and it can lead to him now getting more experience going out the tracks and mentioning dad isn't it good to see with the experience of dad morgan butler and paul hamlin both kicking home winners on the day you've got those guys around you as well as uh, jockeys like kelly gates uh who and Gemma still on the comeback trail riding for pat duff uh dare to share um, but uh, great to see the support they can give these young apprentices, and congratulations, Brady. I also noted a name, Tony, I didn't realise, that Emma Hargrave, she got a double on the day, Logan's Blade and uh, Biggie, but it's Dr Emma Hargrave, so mm. I'm not sure what it's a doctor of, but if this is the spare time job, well, congratulations to you, Emma, but the big congratulations, Brody Moffat and uh, Damien Batters, uh, his master and dad, Morgan Butler there, uh, great to see that um, result. And, and we continue to talk about the young jockeys getting out and getting that experience going to the country meetings. Um, John mentioned uh, Namazu winning at Mackay the other day. Well, Mackenzie Appel uh, kicked that galloper home and then she goes out and uh, rides for Glenda Bell and gets the winner at Than Girl with Sturdy Time. I meant to check with Glenda. She's got the stallion uh, that this thing's by, Rock Sturdy. Um, it's the second time it's raced for the stable. Uh, winner... Um, their sturdy time and uh, she's standing rock sturdy out there in the Emerald area I'm pretty sure so it's uh, it's going it started off extremely well for her but good on you Mackenzie uh, Appel getting that winner and I'm not sure if I pronounce it correctly Apple or Appel but uh, great to see Mackenzie back up from that win in the Black Memorial in Nemazu but then you get young Nikki Olzard gets the double on the day she's down to the three kilo claim with the wins on Tell Me Something Girl sounds like a song title Tony um, <laughs> Dale White, the Star Spangled Banner. That's the second of them over the weekend. My lot, uh, little Viking uh, running into second place. And uh, then she booted home for Damien right out uh, on Damien's home track, Native B, that had come off a second at Rocky. And uh, that's her eighth winner now that she has ridden. And she, she was able to beat home Ash Butler and Raymond Williams in that race who had Oron. But meanwhile, Awanichi turned up with that combination, Raymond Williams and Ash Butler, and the eight-year-old gelding after the Battle of the Bush uh, final. This is its first run back, and it was too good for Attacker Bill, and it sat behind the pace and uh, came up along the rails and got the win over Attacker Bill and Spindel, and it was part of the double for Raymond. And isn't it good to see Cheryl Rogers, first winner since her return to the saddle, kicking home wicked chance, the better-than-ready filly for Raymond Williams in the uh, benchmark 55 over I'm Pinker and uh, Lieutenant 
But these young apprentices are coming through the ranks, are getting the experience, are getting out the country. Some of them are getting that experience early in the country tab meetings. I hope they continue to expand their experience with the uh, the knowledge and experience they have around them with these uh, seasoned jockeys out there in the country tracks. Uh, but I think the day belonged to Brody Moffat with that uh, one ride, one winner, and that certainly will be a memory uh, it will last forever for young Brody Tony. Rob, one of the other highlights of the week, Cairns on Tuesday, Nathan Day rode four winners on the program. Steve Massingham trained four winners. They did combine for a couple, including the most important win, I think, of the day for uh, for Nathan. Don Arcangelo took out the uh, Magic Millions mm. Rob Kosh Memorial Far North Queensland up-and-coming Stayers heat. It was the last heat of the series, and with that win... Nathan was able to, on a countback, beat Lacey Morrison for the jockey's prize. We knew that Janelle Ryan was already uh, unbeatable for the uh, the trainer's title there and picks up the $2,000 bonus. Uh, then the manager owner of the horse that accrued the most points in the races, uh, that was a $4,000 prize. Well, that went to Gallic. That was pretty much across the line as well. But they had to go to a countback, and we had to go back and have a look through the rule, and it went down to, in the event of a tie in any category, a countback based on the number of winners before they then went to the number of seconds and number of thirds, determined the results. So if you looked at it, Nathan with two winners and a second, Lacey with one winner, then two seconds and a third across the series. So pretty much on the back of Don Arcangelo taking out that last heat at Cairns, Nathan was able to pick up the $500 bonus thanks to the Cairns Jockey Club. Yeah, and it's such a great series. It's cemented into that uh, far north and north Queensland area. And congratulations to all the... Uh the winners there, and thank goodness for t Countback si uh, Systems, Tony. They always uh, end up with a result, and uh, great to see that as we move so much closer to our premierships being determined, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Two weeks to go with the uh, the premierships there. Robbie Farr just trying to stave off Tyler Leslight, who probably has the apprenticeship title sewn up, but there's a couple chasing him as well. And Billy Johnson, of course, uh, sitting out there in front um, with the five-win advantage over John Mansman. It comes down to the next two weeks. Good luck to all the participants uh, as we approach uh, the final two weeks and uh, those nominations, of course, are out and look forward to great racing this weekend. If you've got any stories, email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au and we'll be back next week and you'll be continuing to head on to Roma, Tony, for the great meeting out there <laughs> on Saturday. Yes, apologies for the uh, little bit of uh, a shaky start to it all. It's nice to be sitting still now, but, yeah, still a few hours ahead <laughs> out on the road. But we'll be enjoying uh, the country drive and working out at the country races on the weekend. Uh, thank you to you, Rob, and to John and Pat for joining us on the show this morning. Catch up soon. Good morning to you and Wendy, who's in the car with you. And uh, good morning, listeners, and safe travels, mate. Thank you very much. Good luck to all of the clubs racing this weekend. As we mentioned, Saturday, it's Atherton, Emerald, Julia Creek and Roma. Longreach racing on Sunday. We hope you all have a great week, and we'll catch you next Tuesday once again on Bushbeat.